We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice, your guys, Cody and Derek. And guys, it's been a while, it feels like, Derek, since we've been able to record an episode of podcast together. Uh, you know, I'm still running on three, four hours of sleep um, from the Indianapolis, you know, being able to have to watch, unfortunately, uh, this pathetic excuse for an offense. Here we are. Um, and then having to drive two, two and a half more hours back home thinking about that offense. So, you know, kind of going off of that, I mean, my goodness, let's let's start just – where do you start with this offense? It's so bad. So many different aspects. I guess the biggest thing we got to talk about is just, you know, it's been all year we've talked about the offensive line, Derek, how bad the offensive line was. The offensive line wasn't like one of the issues yesterday. It wasn't the biggest issue, but for sure, no. um, definitely some times where, you know, there definitely were some missed blocks or some blocks where some guys that even though they didn't give up sacks, there were a few times that forced Matt Ryan to, you know, make a late throw and that ended up costing the Colts, especially either really early in the game or at the end of the game when the Colts were trying to stage that comeback that was when it hurt the most. And that's the unfortunate aspect of this was that at the very beginning of games and at the very end of games, this team continues to have that issue. But like you said, I mean, Bernard Ryman, according to PFF, had the sixth best pass blocking rating of any offensive lineman all week. So, I mean, take with that as you wish. I mean, at the end of the day, he still had a relatively good day. Uh, I mean, what does that say about the rest of the Colts offensive line? I'm not sure. Uh, the fact that, you know, your most inexperienced guy is the one that's having the best day. Um, but anyways, at the end of the day, though, you're right. Like the offensive line yesterday, while it did have its, uh, its problems was definitely not the biggest issue with this Indianapolis offense that we saw yesterday. I think it mainly came down to no creativity and play calling and also came down to the quarterback. Yes, and that is a nice segue into what the topic's going to be. This quarterback, Matt Ryan, I mean, 
when you look at it on paper, it doesn't look so bad. You know what I mean? I mean, 68 completion percentage, um, you know, quarterback rating of 86.3, nothing special for Matt Ryan, but it feels like Derek has been exponentially worse than that. And yesterday was just another, you know, kind of confirmation of that is, man, Matt Ryan has not been the type of quarterback that the Colts have hoped for, right? Yesterday was just another indication of that. Older quarterback took unnecessary hits, unnecessary sacks, turned the ball over, you know, just continuing what he's done this whole year. And to me, man, this is really starting to indicate that the Colts can't either, I guess I see two scenarios. A, the Colts can't have Matt Ryan on the roster at all this next season. Or B, the Colts cannot have Matt Ryan as the only starter with no competition. That's kind of how I look at it because it's absolutely ridiculous and unacceptable uh, what this quarterback play has been this year for the Colts. It's been very underwhelming, right? You've seen glimpses where it's like, okay, maybe we're getting things on track. And then this offense, I mean, we talk all the time, people like to dog on Carson Wentz and all that stuff, but like this offense is so much more chaotic with Matt Ryan at the helm. And I know there's other factors into that, but it's ridiculous. And, and and we've said it for weeks and months now. The Colts need to find their quarterback of the future. And if they don't, man, I mean, if Chris Ballard's still the GM by this time next year and they have, don't have a rookie quarterback, something's gone wrong in Indianapolis. Yeah, 100%. The uh, attitude in the locker room is not great. But, yeah, with Matt Ryan specifically um, – Listen, I know a lot of Colts fans are coming out and saying like, oh, I could have told you this was going to happen. I told, could have told you this was going to happen. No, you didn't. I mean, some people definitely had their uh, fair share of not having much optimism, which I totally get in that aspect. You know, there were some people who were much more optimistic than others were. I mean, you and I felt optimistic that, you know, Matt Ryan could come in here at least provide another level to this, a more consistent passing game, and we would be able to see things go from a better light. We have not seen that. If anything, this offense would probably be better under Carson Wentz at this point because at least Carson Wentz could at least throw the ball more than 30 yards down the field if he wanted to. So here's the thing. With Matt Ryan, uh, it's clear that Matt Ryan is not a great QB anymore. And it is clear, no matter how good this offensive line gets at this point, Cody, what has happened with Matt Ryan over the span of nine, ten games has made him look like a complete shell shock of a quarterback. And we've been talking about this offense, and everyone keeps talking about this offense, right? And receivers aren't getting open. Guys aren't blocking. Running backs aren't hitting the hole hard enough. Quarterback play is not good. Play calling is not great. All of those definitely get taken into account. Every single aspect of this Colts team is not working. But I think the problem with what we just saw yesterday, and I've been talking with some guys who have watched the film and have confirmed this with me as well, and I like what I've seen from that aspect, is this team, it has no vertical passing game anymore, Cody. Uh, Matt Ryan's throw to Michael Pittman yesterday where it was, what, a 25, 30-yard completed pass. I think that's the longest throw that Matt Ryan has made almost all season. Uh, Like, there's been very few other times that Matt Ryan has thrown a ball further than that. 
And it's the amount of times he has, I could probably count them with the uh, fingers on one hand, right? Like that's how much we're struggling with the vertical passing game. And the problem is, is if you can't throw the ball down the field and you don't throw it with velocity and you're late on your timing windows because one, you don't want to throw the football for some weird reason. And second off, because your offensive line has also helped to make Matt Ryan not as confident anymore in his timing, that is where defenses don't uh, are just not afraid to play up and that's why receivers aren't getting separation anymore, Cody. Everyone keeps saying, well, the receivers aren't getting open. Receivers aren't getting open. Well, the way receivers get open is it goes down to play calling and it goes down to how the defense is actually playing you. When the defense knows they can cover everything inside of 10 yards, there's no point. There's nothing that they're all going to play up because they know they don't have to be afraid of somebody going deep. And then the play calling is atrocious. There's no crosses anymore. There's no, there's nothing vertical. There's nothing across the middle of the field. It is a lot of curls and a lot of slants and everything is just underneath routes. That's what the majority of this is. And again, Matt Ryan's about to be 38 years old. He doesn't have an arm anymore. At least the decent thing was when it came to Phillip Rivers, Rivers couldn't throw the ball more than 40, 45 yards. But at least there were times he attempted to stretch the field and he got the ball out quick like that. Like it was quick. He knew where he was going before the ball even got snapped. He knew where it was going. Matt Ryan feels like there are times when that ball just doesn't want to leave his hand. And I don't get it at this point. I know it's uh, the offensive line is getting into his head a little bit. And a lot of it is also on Matt Ryan for just not being a veteran, making the easy throws that we said he would make going into this season. And to the point of you making saying that uh, whether he needs to be off the team or on the team at all, uh, yeah, I, I agree with the fact that he cannot be the starter next year. It can't because there's nothing you gain an advantage of, of Matt Ryan being out there. I don't care how good the offensive line gets. That offensive line could give up 15 sacks next year, an all time best record. I don't care Th- that quarterback can't throw the football anymore. Like I know that he's been a primarily accurate quarterback, But the problem is, is he's averaging like six yards a catch right now. There's no, there's no distance down the field. It's like six or five yards at this point. Like we can't, we can't expect a guy who can't run, who isn't mobile, who can't throw the ball 50 yards down the field if he tried and is being hesitant from this offensive line. We can't continue to keep having this happen. And Naheem Hines is gone now. Because he said it earlier in the season that it is tough and it is hard to continue to play with a new quarterback every year. These players are literally telling you they need a quarterback to grow with. Not a quarterback that's just another scapegoat uh, for the next season when we don't when we barely miss the playoffs. So... I agree with you. Uh, Whoever the starter is for the Colts next year, it shouldn't be Matt Ryan. Just stop the quarterback carousel, man. It's getting old. Like players are seeing it. Players want out because there's they feel like there's no vision. I feel like at this point, 
It's like, we're just going to keep kicking the can down the road. Why can't we draft a young quarterback and build around him like 90 other percent of the NFL tries to do, you know, like, and I just think it's so just weird how hesitant the Colts have been when they've had opportunities potentially to go get quarterbacks, right? The Colts have just been hesitant because, oh, they're scared of, you know, putting their eggs in the rookie basket. Well, it may have saved you a few more years that quarterback was outright terrible. But what it's done is it now has wasted some of these really good players a couple years of their career of not having a franchise quarterback. I mean, you wonder why this team starts so poorly every year. It's because they have a new quarterback every year. It's not rocket science. And so I guess I'll, I'll say this. It's like if Chris Ballard is not willing to take a risk and have it potentially blow up in his face, then he's not the guy for the job. He is absolutely 100% not the guy for the job because that is very selfish of him to try to save his job in the immediate as opposed to setting this team up long term. Yeah, I mean, we've what we've gotten to the point where, uh, you know, we we all acknowledge that Ballard is a great talent evaluator as well as all the rest of the guys that are in the building. Like we would argue that the Colts are one of the better talent evaluating uh, teams in all of the NFL, but yet you're right. Like the willingness to go and make that pick, right? We've heard about how Ballard, you know, uh, flinched on the idea of going and getting Justin Fields, right? Two years ago, how, you know, that should have been a thing that should have been the move to make. But, you know, we heard them say that he was hesitant to do it. Cause like he said, doesn't want to throw his hand into the, the rookie quarterback basket. Cause he feels like, you know, spending two, three, four years trying to get a guy to where they want him is, you know, going to waste some of these guys' careers. Well, guess what? You've already done that now. You've wasted a couple different guys' careers on top of it. I mean, you got a defense this year that is borderline playing top 10. It would be playing top 10 if your offense didn't put them on the field for more than triple the amount of time that they're on the field. So, I mean, that's the difference here. You got a a defense you can win a championship with. You got some young players on this offense that definitely can go and make plays. Uh, But just at the end of the day, you know, they've botched the coaching position. They've botched the O-line. They've botched the quarterback. It is time to accept Ballard that it is just time to go and create a new thing. And the problem I've seen with people in regards to drafting a quarterback I see people always talking about, you know, Arch Manning, like as if they don't realize that he's not going to be in the NFL draft till 2026. I'm sorry, I'm not waiting three more years of mediocre football to go and get a quarterback. I'm not waiting for that. And also, I'm not waiting next year to go and get another quarterback. Rashad uh, McGinnis said this the other day, and I found it very relatable, and I couldn't have said it better myself. He said, You know, everyone keeps talking about, oh, wait till next year's draft class. That's better. Oh, wait till the next year's draft class. That one's better. Like it, the future is always brighter when you're thinking about it, when it doesn't get close. It's fun to imagine two years from now, you know, this quarterback class of 2024, right? Like it's fun to talk about it, but then when it's time to finally make that decision and then you're like, oh, there was really only one good quarterback in that whole draft class, right? Everybody talks about how there's 
four or five different quarterbacks that are going to be amazing. But then when the season comes along and all these guys start to play bad and then all of a sudden you have second thoughts and you're like, man, why did we wait? Why did we wait for this? Like it's the grass is always greener on the other side, man. You got to make it to where you've got to stop waiting. You've got to stop waiting. You got to pull the trigger now because your team is in desperate need of it. Your whole fan base knows it. Everyone else in the NFL knows it. And you know what? The Colts just lost again. So they're four, seven and one. Uh, they're going to be in a situation where, you know, they're going to face some really freaking good teams uh, up soon. Cody, uh, you know, after on Sunday night, when I go and I watch that game, I might be surprised that the Colts even have a quarterback left uh, for the amount of pressure that they're probably going to be under because Micah Parsons has been a beast this year. Uh, that defense for uh, the Cowboys is no joke. And, you know, you're going to play the Chargers, who got some studs. You're going to play the Vikings, who've got some studs. You know, you're you're facing some really good teams. And you're playing the Giants later in the year, who are a very well-coached team right now. So the, the back end of this schedule for the last, what, uh, five games for them, it's rough, man. It's rough. They're, they're, it's going to be a really tough time. And I don't care what the draft order is. You, you, go, you go and get the one. There is always a way. I don't care if you have to forfeit three years of your team's future and first rounders to go and get one. It's called doing your team its due diligence. You've waited too long, and it's time to move on from the Andrew Luck woos, and it's time to go find the next future guy. Yeah, I mean, totally agree with that. And I've said this for, I feel like, weeks and weeks and months and months now, and I'll say it here again. Even if that means trading some of your best players on your team to ensure you get a franchise quarterback, and you might fail at it. Like, you might, but you have to do something to go get your guy. If you fall in love with one of these prospects, do whatever it takes to go get him. I don't care what it costs because at the end of the day, other positions can be replaced. We've talked about it. Ballard is really good at finding other positions, right? He can do that. Where he has not been able to hit has been quarterback because he really hasn't tried to get a quarterback. And so whatever it takes, if you can get right the most important position in all of football, arguably all of sports, it doesn't matter if you don't have a great wide receiver, if you don't have a great left guard. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I come to where it's like, while it's going to be tough to lose some good players potentially, if you do, if they're asking for like, you know, a really good play, young player or something like that. But if you find your guy, I promise you, it is worth it. It is worth it. Because you, you see some of the best quarterbacks. They And you even saw it with Manny when he was here, man. And I'm not saying that these guys are going to be Manny. But good quarterbacks... They don't have to have electric receiving cores all the time. They can make those receiving cores electric. That's where I'm at with this quarterback position. Like, it's so, so critical. If you fall in love with a guy, you do every single thing you possibly can to go get him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's just at a point where it's glaringly obvious. This team needs its future quarterback. Uh, something needs to be done because Matt Ryan right now is just not getting the job done. He's fumbling the football. He's throwing unnecessary interceptions. I mean, 
Yeah, stat-wise, when you look at the completion percentage and you look at the yardage, clearly it's not bad. You've got some decent points in that matter. But again, 11 touchdowns in, in what, nine games that he's played now? Like, that's not good. That's not good at all. It's not good. I don't care who you are. That's trash. And on top of it, he's had, what now, like nine fumbles and 10 interceptions. So, you know, he's negative this year on giving the ball up more than he has allowed the team to score. So it's not a good situation. Uh, Matt Ryan, while maybe an incredible leader, an incredible person, just is not a quarterback anymore that needs to be leading this team. And if you're not going to uh, have him retire at the end of the year uh, or rework the contract, then fine. But you need you need to find somebody else to take over the starting spot for the Indianapolis Colts in 2023. And no, that quarterback is not Sam Ellinger. No, <laughs> right. Absolutely not. Like you need to invest more than a fourth round pick. I'm talking, you know, Jacob Eason. That's the highest that Chris Ballard has ever invested in a quarterback in Indianapolis. And that needs to change immediately. That needs to change. Colts need to go get their guy. Guys, let us know in the comments your thoughts on this topic. What are your thoughts on Matt Ryan? Do you agree with us? Do you think he needs to not be on the team, not starting or retire or one of the three? Uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Also on the quarterback position, do you agree with us in, in the sense of the Colts team to get their guy, and do whatever it takes to get there? Let us know all these things in the comments below, but that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.